check us out to hear the latest on life in the volunteer state. Yvonka and her guests discuss everything from life, love, and business with a Tennessee flair. It's a Tennessee thing. Always relatable, always relevant, and always a good time. This is Talking Tennessee, and now your host, Yvonka. Welcome back with Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. I am your host. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. This show is about young professionals. And I was like, okay, should I bring someone in as a guest? Or should I, what should I do? Well, I have the best young professional in my house. So I said, you know what? I am going to interview a young professional that really is a full package, a full package that, and when I say full package, let's talk about what a full package is as a young professional. A young professional to me is someone that came out of high school, furthered their education, um, made sure they got a college degree, um, and decided what they wanted to be in life. It's basically a situation of job versus career. And this young professional had a job for six and a half years, and she went to real estate school while she was in college, and her name is Adrienne Landis, and she went on and furthered her career in real estate, but she wanted to make sure she had a fallback. And so with the introduction I'm giving you for her you all know Adrian Landis. Thank you for coming, Adrian. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be able to do this with you. You are welcome. You are welcome. There's not a young professional, and I'm not just saying this because you're my daughter, uh, there's not a young professional that I can say that I really, you know, there's a lot of great ones. Let me say that. It's a lot of great ones. But that I can really say that it's a full package that has got the college degree has went from a job to a career, you know, and has really worked on building a life for herself. So I would like to ask you some questions. That would be great. What you got for me? I would like to find out what is it like to be a young professional, let's say millennial. What is it like nowadays to be that? Uh, I could first probably say full of emotions. <laughs> I mean, it goes up and down. There may be some days where some days are great and some days where stress is at an all-time high, um, especially when you're you know, coming into a career field. Um, you never know what you're going to get. I think it's a great feeling um, being able to work in something that you love. Um, when I came in real estate, I did not know that I was going to love it as much as I do. Um, but it was definitely a game changer for me um, because it's more responsibility and everything's on you at that point. Okay. So for the young professionals that are out there, what would you say? Um, I've always said, let me give you um, a little back history. Uh, I learned it at uh, my teenage years. My grandfather taught me there's a job and then there's a career. You can always get a job because jobs pay bills, okay? But a career is something that you have, you're passionate about, something that you, longevity, retirement you think of versus a job. It's paying bills, you know, getting you paycheck to paycheck 
and getting you the basics, but a career stabilizes you. So what do you say that made you go from just having a job to have some pocket change to wanting a career? I wanted to be able to obviously further myself. Um, I had two jobs before I came into real estate and both of them taught me everything I needed to be able to do that career that I'm in now. Can, um, can okay. you name, um, tell the viewers uh, what two jobs, tell them, you know, a very short, um, you know, history of the jobs that you had and when you started, how long you were there, that type thing, please. Okay. Um, I started, uh, my first job was at Chick-fil-A. I was 14 years old. That was in 2007. Um, and I stayed there for six and a half years while I was at Chick-fil-A. I ended up starting another job at Pier One Imports and that was in 2012. Um, and I ended up staying there, um, for five years, I think it was, um, or maybe backstory. Um, but, um, I ended up staying there. I quit Pier One about three years ago. Um, when I was in my first year of real estate, I decided to, um, you know, stay in it because, you know, I didn't really know except with real estate, it was, you know, I was just starting out. So I did stay at Pier One for a while. And then I ended up making the transition later on, um, into, going real estate, you know, completely. And that was it. I was always a full-time agent the entire time, but, uh, it was definitely a step for me to go from having, you know, the security of having the second job to real estate being all in. Okay. Thank you. So are you saying real estate is your passion? It is real estate. I, like I said, when I first came into it, it's kind of funny. I had always said, told my parents that I would never come into real estate. I used to say, y'all do too much paperwork. Y'all are on the phone. I never wanted to do it. And then when the opportunity came to me, I was like, okay, I prayed about it for six weeks. Um, and then I finally said, okay, I'm going to try this. And I will say the first six months, six to eight months, I'd probably say That's were funny. rough. rough to say the least it was it was hard for me because you know trying to transition you're going into what I call the big boy game I mean you're it's you're having to grow up and take on that responsibility but it was wonderful I love real estate best decision I ever made that is great I uh, what Adrian's not telling you is that her first six months, I think because she was in a real estate family and Adrian thought when she came in that she would know it more than what she does. I mean, just because you work around your parents or you live with your parents or whatever, that doesn't mean that you're going to know the way to make sure that you dot every I, cross every T to make sure your clients get everything they need. And I think Adrian was very naive on that. Um, so, and then I think that she thought that we would hand uh, her business. And no one handed it to us. We had to work for it. And anybody that knows the Landises, we've always made our kids work uh, for what they have. And so I think it took that six to eight months for Adrian to realize, wait a minute, this is not going to be a cakewalk. This is not going to be mom and dad bringing in the business, you know, putting you on payroll, but mm, I can file my nails. I can go to lunch. 
I can go get a pedicure, you know, those type things. No, you got to grind just like we do. But you know, it honestly, it made me better for this. It did because it taught me the value of hard work. It taught me how to, what mom was saying, grind. And it taught me how to go for it. Because if they would have just handed it to me, I mean, there would have been no point. (laughs) It wouldn't have worked out the same. And you don't want your kids to always depend on uh, you. You want to set them up for success and then let them go. Let them fly. You've got to let your kids fly. And I think that a lot of parents nowadays, they are sheltering these kids. So these millennials, really, honestly, you've got some that are, you know, work-driven, work ethic, impeccable. And then you have the ones that just are whining about poor, poor me for whatever reason that may be. And so I think it starts at home on what you teach your kids, honestly, um, so let's go to the next thing I want to talk about. Dress to impress. What do I mean by that? My grandmother told me years ago that before you open your mouth, no one can judge you on if they're going to start a conversation with you or not before they see how you present yourself. So for the young professionals that are out there today, I would say when you hear people say it's not all about your dress, it's not all about how you look and all that, that to me is so wrong for today's millennials. And for not just millennials, just everybody. The reason why is I I agree with my grandmother because before you open your mouth, they can't judge you on, except is your appearance, okay? Once you open your mouth, then they can judge you on, you know, if they want to keep the conversation going on what comes out your mouth. So you want to make sure first impression is a positive one that can start a conversation for you. So I would say to a young professional, dress your best and see where it takes you. So, Adrian, I would like to ask you, what do you think is a good way of dressing for an interview? I think it's not, for one, it's not all about the most expensive clothing. So keep that in mind. Um, It's about the way you present yourself and the way you have yourself put together, making sure your hair is put together. And whether it be, you know, you could just have a button down. And even if, you know, say all you had was to wear jeans, you know, you could wear jeans and a button down and give a killer interview. And the person that came in with a suit didn't interview well. It makes a difference. So... I think, you know, the presentation of you helps. So whether or not you have a button down in slacks or, you know, a nice pair of jeans and shoes, it's about how you put it together. Um, If you're a woman, you know, putting on, you know, a nice pair of slacks yourself and a button down or, you know, a blazer, something of that, you know, that capacity. But I think it's more or less not so much the clothing itself, but the way you present it. Okay, I agree with it and I disagree with it, okay? I agree with 
how you um, present it. But I do feel like that you do have to um, put the jeans away. Oh, yes, I, of course. I'm just, just saying in case you didn't have, if you didn't have something else, yes, you know what I mean? I, I think that every young man of today should own one pair of good khakis. Doesn't matter what the label is, just a pair of good khakis for that day of interview. I think you should always have a button down, um, maybe a vest if it's in the wintertime. If it's in the summertime, you don't need the vest. Um, I think though that's two pieces of clothing that you should always have in your closet is a pair of khakis and a button down. Okay. It's all about the essentials, y'all. <laughs> it is. It is. So those two things and then a nice belt to finish off that uh your attire and then a nice, you know, a nice shoe, not tennis shoes. If you wear that outfit to an interview, do not put tennis shoes with it. Okay, yeah, you want to dress to impress. Um, so I agree with, you know, about your presentation is, you know, everything. But I do, I disagree on the jean part. I think jeans does not need to be in an interview. And, I, and I'm saying that if you're going to interview at McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, wherever you're going to interview, or if you're going into corporate America, you need, you need to step it up even more with a blazer. So you need a pair of khakis, a button-down, and a nice blazer, and a nice belt. That speaks volume. And I could understand that. And I think if for some reason you don't uh, own a pair of khakis, I'm sure uncle, dad, somebody, you could probably borrow it from. So That's probably true. That's probably true. But you know what? Honestly... A pair of khakis nowadays, you can get a pair of khakis for the same amount of money you get a pair of jeans. Honest to goodness, you can. So it's not about the label. It's about what you're buying. You know, you can get a pair of nice khakis at Walmart for 20 bucks. So um, step up your game. Go in there dressed to impress because you know what? You can walk into McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or wherever, and I'll tell you, Chick-fil-A, they promote so young that you never know you could walk in there you could be you know at the cash register today and six months later you could be a team leader at chick-fil-a i mean my daughter worked at chick-fil-a and marshall promotes very young so that interview is everything so that's why i say step up your game with the khakis for the young lady okay i would say a nice dress with a kitten heel, um, with some pearls, or a nice necklace to, you know, accessorize the outfit. I would say that. Uh, or if, you, if you're not a dress person, you could do a skirt with a nice button down or a blouse, a nice blouse um, with some pearls. You could do a pair of dress pants with a nice blouse and some pearls and those type things that's what gets people to say oh wow you know they really came correct for this interview that last suggestion you made was more my speed (laughs) yes uh, yes 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 adrian likes the dress pants 
and she likes the blouse with some pearls. And but that's okay because that's professional. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, put a blazer with it. That's how you can step it up. Now I'm a suited, suited and booted person. I like suits. Okay, so I'm gonna be suited and booted. You know, for whatever meeting I have to go to, or what you know, those type things. You know, do I wear dress pants? And a nice blazer, I do, I wear that a lot, okay? Those are my two go-tos. Um, but if I want to step it up, I'm going to wear a blazer, I'm in a suit. So, I would say be sure to step up your game on your interviews. Do not, do not wear tennis shoes. And that goes for male or female. Do you agree, Adrian? I agree with that. Okay, and the next thing we want to talk about is... Getting on a budget. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's on talk a about how long that took me. Yes, oh getting my. on a budget. This is before you start trying to buy a house. I'm talking about just get on a budget. You know, if you're at home, you know, not ready to move out yet, or if you are already renting, uh, you still need to be on some kind of budget. What do you suggest, Adrian? When it comes to budgeting, I usually say start on a smaller scale. Start on a smaller. <laughs> and, okay. and, and, grow, and grow bigger. Because I know me, okay. when I was working at Chick-fil-A, okay. I thought I was just going to be big balling, y'all. I said, I'm going to save $100 out of my check, whatever it was. Yes. Now, y'all, at that time. Yes. I was making like $200. <laughs> okay. So I was trying to do this big thing and I kept you wondering why. Yeah, I did. You. I did. And I kept wondering why I could never, you know, the next month came that $100 dwindled because it dwindled. I, you know. And listen, it dwindled down to a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh my goodness. My poor savings account didn't get very far. So, but then we ended up trying something a little different. We did. We $20 did. out of my paycheck. It was a lot easier for me. I there got it direct go. deposited out of my check. So it was a lot easier for me to save the money. $20. So. And that, that you just made a great point. You know, if you're not there yet and you just not disciplined enough to take that $20, put it in a jar, put it in the bank, put it wherever, you know... Put it in, I mean, let them take it out of your check, mm -hmm. okay, and go into a savings account so that you you know that you're saving. You're just not disciplined enough to do it yourself until you get to a point of being disciplined. That's a good point, Adrian. My mom used to tell me all the time, out of sight, out of mind. So if I never saw it and I never had to do it, it made it so much easier. And it took a while for me to figure that out. Because let me tell you, my parents, when it comes to budgeting and financing and all that stuff, they are great at it, okay? But when I was first starting to work, it took me a couple of years before I got the hang of it, okay? Couple. Well, yeah. Anyway. Couple. <laughs> it took me a while, okay? Yes. So, so it definitely... Yeah, it, yeah, it does. It took me a while to get to where I could consistently do it without, you know... When money say, got low, go run over to my savings and take it out of my savings. Yeah, I was that person. But anyway. And I have to say, I have to give, you know, uh, credit where credit's due. Adrian has a little friend named Megan. And um, Megan and Adrian have been best friends ever since third grade. 
Her name is Megan Turner, love her. Um, and Megan, from a very young age, really, what really set Megan apart from a lot of Adrian's friends, Megan, to, even to this day, uh, you know, I mean, Megan would set a goal on what she wanted to save. And back then, that was when it was Juicy Couture, and she wanted, that's what Megan wanted. She wanted Juicy Couture, and her mother wasn't going to buy it for her. So guess what? Megan would save her money. She did. And I would say, when Adrian come home, i go, Adrian, Megan come and she'd be popping. And I'd say, Megan, you still saving money? Oh, yes, Miss Yavaka, I'm saving money. And she would show me whatever she saved up for. Uh, she got Juicy Couture. Well, one day, me and David went into Walmart. And, and Megan was working there, and Megan came in early, an hour early, um, to shop. And she said, well, Miss Yvonne, I can't spend much money. I said, well, why is that, Megan? She said, oh, I'm saving up for this camera. Yep, I, I said, the camera. I said, camera? <laughs> she said, yeah, I'm saving up for this camera. I didn't miss Yvonne, I want this camera. She pulled it up on her phone. She, I mean, she told me everything about it. And, I, and I'm sitting here, me and David's just sitting here looking like, wow, wow, wow. This girl is, that's a beast, okay? Because she has been that way since she was in middle school. I've never seen anybody save like her. I mean, Megan that discipline. And most people can't do that, okay? And so I can't say that when I was in middle school, I was saving money. I wasn't. But I was very impressed with that, that Megan could do that. And so... Adrian, when Adrian finally buckled down and said she wanted to save money, and she said, Mom, I just, I'm not disciplined. I said, Adrian, get, take it out of your check. So she did that. And so she kept doing that. So um, I, I'll tell you a story about Adrian is that Adrian, she wanted to buy a new car because we bought Adrian a car. She didn't take care of that car. So guess what? Mom and Daddy said, Okay, do you buy your next car? Well, she broke her daddy down. And Daddy said, well, let's just try to help her. I said, no. She didn't take care of her first car. She bought her first one. And she bought her next one. And she goes, uh, Mom, you're being so hard. And so I told Adrian, I said, for one year, she told me she wanted a Mercedes. And I said, a Mercedes? You're 20-some years old. Are you, are you serious? I said. I had big goals, Mama. Big she, goals. She had big goals. She did. <laughs> and you know what? Those big goals paid off. Because I told Adrian, I said, Adrian, you're in college and you got real estate fees, and she hadn't taken off yet in real estate. So I was like, Adrian, you can't afford a car note. And, you know, we're real big about having good credit. I'm like, you got to have good credit, Adrian. And I said, I don't think you're disciplined enough for a car note, even though you're disciplined enough to save money. So I said, okay, well, if you save for a year, I'll let you buy whatever car you want. Adrian saved for a year. She saved six grand. Honey, Adrian, you couldn't tell Adrian nothing, okay? Not a thing. So I told Adrian, I said, Adrian, okay, so you've got your car. I said, if, if anybody will buy this car, I said, put it on Craigslist. Your dad can help you. Whatever money you get from that car, put it with your other money. And I said, and whatever car you want to buy, I'll let you buy it, okay? Even if it's a Mercedes. I said, but just know the upkeep of Mercedes is expensive, so, weigh your options. Most definitely. Well, Adrian, what did you do? I bought my Mercedes. 
<laughs> she bought her Mercedes. She saved up her money. She sold her car. The same day she sold her car, she bought her Mercedes. And I'll never forget, she bought it from a private owner. And I'll never forget, her dad helped her, you know, you know, look it over and all that stuff. And so I, the uh, private owner drove it over here, wanted us to see it, because Adrian says, no, I'm not buying it without my mommy seeing it. And, uh, and so I said, well, Adrian, your dad... She was like, but no, mommy, I need you to see this car. I need you to see it. I need, I need it. I need you to check it over. No, she wanted me to negotiate. <laughs> that too. Okay. Because like I said, she wasn't, she wasn't in real estate and negotiating as strong as she is now back mm -hmm. then. So she needed mommy to negotiate that deal. And you know, I'm going to do it. And on a side note, let me just tell y'all saving this money was the hardest thing I had to do in my life. Tell them the truth. Y'all, my car at the time when I was saving this money, my previous car was breaking down like every every other day. I mean, this car had turned just horribly wrong. So I was going through it, tire Shit. busted on the interstate. I mean, just, it, it was... Century eating air went out. Yeah, I mean, it Angel was... Angel was putting windows of clothes, <laughs> layers of clothes, and, and viewers out there is probably going to think I'm the worst person. But I said, Adrian, I'm not getting anything fixed. You're going to do it yourself. Honey, Adrian was riding around <laughs> in a convertible car with no air, no heat. Windows she, didn't roll down. She had to go get one of those Walgreens fans. Car fans. car fans. And she was riding around. But you know what? It taught her a lesson. It did. And honestly, I had asked my mom. I said, okay, mom. I said, if I save this money, I said, why don't you keep it? I said, and then... I won't have to worry about it, and I, said, I know no. it's safe. She wouldn't even keep my money for me, y'all. No, because if I kept the money, then she would not learn to be disciplined with her money. So I said, no, you're going to keep it yourself. And I said, now, Adrian, now remember, just remember, when you get this car, you already pay car insurance. You know, you're going to a higher scale in the car, so you got to know that your insurance is going to be higher. You know, the expenses are going to be higher. Oh, yeah. And so she said, well, Mom, I'm a realtor now. So, you know, realtors have to have a nice car to drive their clients around. And I said, well, yeah, but they don't have to have a Mercedes. She said, well, that's what I want my clients to, drive, uh, to ride in. I said, well, bless the Lord. And July 1st will make three years since I've had my baby. She has. And she's paid for all the upkeep for it, her insurance, everything. I, I have not paid for any gas, nothing. So, Mama, you haven't paid for gas since I started driving the first time. I gave her one free tank, tank when I turned 16. When she got her first car. <laughs> By the After that, she's on her own. So I would say for the budget, I would say start with the $20 like Adrian was saying. And, I, uh, and if you're saying, okay, once you get to that and you're feeling really comfortable that you want to save more money, okay, I want to save more money. You know, I want to, you know, buy a house one day. I think you should save 10% of your bring home money, put it in your savings, 10% if you're already renting a place, because you can't save as much when you're out of your mom and dad's house as you can in your mom and dad's house, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so 10% if you're already out of the house, 20% if you live with mom and dad. I think 20% out of every paycheck will get you to the goal that you need to be to be able to come up. I think you should come up with 5% of 
of the purchase price. So what is that? 5% of $100,000 is $5,000, okay? 10% would be $10,000, okay? 10% of $100,000 should be able to cover your closing costs and down payment, okay? Depending on you know, what terms you're getting with that seller and everything. So, but $10,000, you save up $10,000 for your home, your first home, you are ahead of the game. Do you agree, Adrian? I totally agree. That's a, that's a good strategy to use and it will definitely put you ahead. Are you going to save that 10%? I am. There On you the go. way. There you go. Amen. But that's a good strategy to use. A lot of people, I deal with a lot of first-time homebuyers that are my age, and a lot of them have saved money over time, and a lot of them have used this type of formula to save money or use different things or whatever to save money, and it helps because you go into your first house with equity, and it just it makes things so much easier to move through when you know that you have money at your own disposal to be able to use towards your investment. Got you. I agree. I totally agree. And so if you're renting, you know, I just think that everybody has to start somewhere, you know, in saving and before you purchase a house. You know, I tell Adrian, you know, if it was me, I would wholeheartedly, you know, want to leave my parents' home into buying me a home. Okay, and sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. But if you are at home and it and you have parents that will allow you to do that, I'm not against that. It's really expensive to be out on your own nowadays. So you got to have a plan. Don't just jump out there because you want freedom from parents telling you what to do and what not to do. Because freedom brings responsibility. It does. Okay, yes, definitely. You make and go and do what you want to do. But guess what? All the responsibility falls on your head. And the days that utilities, KUB, KUB doesn't give breaks because you're 18 years old and you decided you wanted your freedom. KUB wants their money on time. Okay, on time. (laughs) And they will cut your lights off. Yes. I was that girl. I had my lights cut off at 19. And hear me when I tell you it's a humbling experience because I I was too... um, Ego driven to not call my parents and ask for anything. So I sat in my apartment for three days with no lights. Now that was dumb. That was real dumb. But yeah, so before you move out of your parents' house, really think about the responsibility and don't allow your friends and other people around you telling you what you need to do. Oh, you need to get out of your parents' house. Because none of those people are going to be there when you have to pay those bills. Be careful with that. Be very careful with that. You know, and get 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 a savings for moving out, you know, into an apartment. Because you're going to have to buy some things to decorate that apartment. You're going to buy some things to turn your, your utilities on. If you have cable, to turn the cable on. There's deposits that you're going to have to make to get that apartment set up. So save up money before you move out. Don't just move out on a whim because a whim will have you in the dark. Move out on a plan. Move out on a plan. Make the plan and then work the plan. Yes. Helps every time. 
It does. It does. Um, do you think, Adrian? What can you tell um, young professionals? What should they do to position themselves in the workplace? What can what can you give? Um, when it comes to positioning, I would say for one, stay humble. Um, you have to, when it comes to working a certain job, you have to crawl before you walk. You can't go into any work field thinking that you know it all, thinking that you know what you're doing because you will easily get shot down. You have to be able to learn the craft and then be able to work your craft. Okay. Um, and so, and, and that takes whether it's, you know, coming from, you know, a, a mentor coming from, uh, you know, whoever, your, your boss, whoever it may be, um, you know, use those people, lean on those people, use your resources because those people will be able to teach you the most. And I know the one thing that my parents have always said to me is less talking, more listening. You'll get farther that way. And you, uh, you touched on something that was great. Humbling yourself, um, is great, um, advice, but let's talk about how you humble yourself. You humble yourself to go in there that you don't know, that you were there to learn, not to be, take over mm -hmm. something, take over something that you know nothing about. I would tell everybody, turn your phone off. To all millennials, turn your phone off. When you're on, in the workplace, you do not need your phone to be a distraction. They're not paying you for distractions. They're paying you for a job and a skill that you said that you could do. Well, if you have your phone, and millennials love to text, and Adrian, Adrian is a texter. I've, I've had to, it, it's one of those things, I, mom's had to say it to me before, you know, just Several coming times. up when I first started, you know, all that. It was like, okay, Adrian, you know, put your phone down. Put your phone down. You don't have to respond to whoever that is right now. You can respond when you're done doing what, exactly. whatever you're doing. And I'll tell you another thing is, is get off of social media during the day. They're not paying you to be on your social media. They're paying you for the, like I said, the skill. So you have to know that, okay, when you clock in, you're saying, I'm making a commitment. I'm going to be here 100%. I'm going to show up on time. Show up on time and don't call in saying you're sick when you're not. Oh, on the time thing, a lot of people think, and my mom actually had to tell me this, whether you're two minutes or ten minutes, late is late. It's all looked at the same. No, if you're one minute late, if you're one minute, I'm saying it again, late, So that one minute, if late comes behind that and someone is paying you to be there, then you are walking in something negative. So you're trying to climb to a positive and it's hard to climb when you start in a negative manner. It's an uphill battle. So you have to know that being positive is always better than being negative. Come in on time because that boss looks at you as if the promotion comes up, 
Trust me, I'm a business owner and a boss. I would rather have someone I can depend on that may not know the skill completely. I can teach you the skill. But if I can't teach, if you cannot be on time and I cannot depend on you, it doesn't matter what, how skillful you are. It's about knowing the fundamentals, basically, because those are, those are the fundamentals of any workplace. And if a boss, like my mom is saying, has to teach you that, that takes out of time that she or any other boss could be teaching you something else. Yes, so this, this segment was about for young professionals, just to give some tips on, you know, what you need to do to be a young professional, to get to the dreams and goals, set dreams and goals always, and set them it's small goals, small dreams, and conquer those, then go up to the bigger dreams, and always remember this, dreams come with an S. Goals comes with an S. So know this. Don't let people put you in a box. The box is you can only do one thing. I'll tell you to conquer one thing at a time, but you can have goals and dreams to conquer many. Yes, okay? Definitely. So you set your goals and dreams and you have a checklist of what you want to start. And finish that list. Always have a notepad in your purse, a small notepad in your purse or for the man in your jacket pocket or whatever. And set those goals. Look at those goals every day. A five goal and dream plan for every day to conquer your day out. Five goals. If that means, you know, Three of them are with your family and two of them are with job. It's whatever your goals are, but have daily goals, things that you need to complete. That will make you successful in the long run. And success is not overnight. You have to pay your dues to get to being successful. Always remember, Ivanka Landis is here to inspire you. It's Talking Tennessee with Yvonka every Thursday. Please tune in. Thank you for listening. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Talking Tennessee with Yvonka. Watch out for our weekly episodes from the First Family of Real Estate. And check us out on the web, www.YvonkaSalesRealEstate.com. See our videos on Yvonka's YouTube channel or find us on Facebook under Yvonka Landis and Twitter at Yvonka Landis. And don't forget to tell a friend about us. Until next time, Yvonka signing off.